Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mikey G and Friends podcast. This is a podcast where I, Mikey G, get to have conversations with my friends, and you get to listen in. This right here is the first ever podcast interview that I have ever put out. I know some of you guys heard the trailer that was released last week, but this is the first real podcast episode And so before I start, I want to thank those of you guys that are taking the time to listen. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to conversations that I have with my friends. And I hope that you will get something from these conversations. And so today, I had to bring some fire for the first podcast. And so, some of you guys who have been friends with me for a while may know Darian King is my best friend in the entire world, but some of you guys are probably thinking, oh, you brought Darian on because he's your best friend. How nice of you. No, I brought Darian on because he is one of the most wise and insightful people I know. He also has great things to share regarding life, faith, his environment growing up. He has a great story, great life experiences to share that I think we all can learn a lot from during this time. And so for those of you guys that don't know Darian, Darian is a caretaker for adults with special needs for work. And he loves that and we'll learn in this podcast why he's passionate about that. But also Darian is a rapper under the name A.D., At the time of this podcast recording, Darian hadn't quite released his second track yet, but it just came out today, and it is titled Better Than My Job. And so he has merch that goes along with it. He has the track up on all streaming platforms, so I want to encourage you guys to take some time to listen. At the end of this podcast, we will have a chance to listen to a snippet of his song. And so, I want to invite you for the next 30 minutes or so to give some attention, give your listening ear to Darian King, or if you want to call him AD and what he has to share with us. Hello, Darian. How's it going, sir? Going good, man. Thank you for having me up on the show. I'm I'm honored. It's a it's a privilege to to speak, and so I'm I'm ready to speak, and I'm honored for this opportunity. Yeah, great to be here. Obviously, we're best friends, so we have tons and tons of conversations. Um, but we talk about basically anything, you know, from sports to uh, television shows to uh, music to uh, God, to faith, to um, ministry, to what we hope for the future and what we really hope for the future. And so um, first question, for those of uh, that are listening that do not know you, what do you do for work? I know I touched on it a little bit, but what does it mean to be a caretaker for adults with special needs? Um, so, So fulfilling me being in that role, working with adults with disabilities, I, I do not take that lightly. Um, especially, I have clients who are inspired by me, 
who who talk about me in, in a good way and um they they love when I come around. And so I'm I'm a friend to them. I'm a friend and it means the world to be a, a positive role model to someone. And that's one of my biggest one of my biggest missions in life is to use my platform and who I am to be an inspiration to people. Um, whether it's through the microphone, whether it is just knowing that person for 10 minutes, regardless what it is, I want to leave a legacy of positivity. And so we've talked a little bit about this. You just answered a little bit on it, but specifically with your work with adults with disabilities, what do you enjoy about this work? Because I know, um, well, you could share about how you got into this work. You maybe didn't have as much passion as you have now. It's kind of been something that's grown over time for you. Uh, but what do you enjoy about this work? Uh, well, yeah, it, the, the work has definitely grown over time. Um, when I, I got into the job through a friend, and I just told him, hey, you know, I might be looking for a job. I just got hired. At the time, I was working at AutoZone. And, and um, this girl I was talking to at the time, she, she got hired like right on the spot. And then I was thinking, I might as well apply too. And so I applied and they, and they hired me on the spot. And, you know, keep in mind, at the time, I was working at AutoZone. And I even just got hired at that job. And and then one day I called my my manager at the time. I said, "Hey, just got this job. It's my something that's going to lead me more towards my career and what I want to do." Um, so I'm turning in my two weeks, and you know it, it's funny now, but but back back then um, I was like, "Okay, I can I'm gonna finish out my two weeks." And he was like, "You know." Just don't even come, like just be, just forget about it. I, I think he was upset because I, I was only there for 21 hours, but you know that that's in the past. That happened. One thing that I enjoy about this job is that I get to speak into someone's life. Um, there's a lot of a lot of our clients that we work with. I, I'm pretty sure they all feel like they're forgotten, and and me looking at that job it is neck and neck to what I want to do in the actual career and being a special education teacher. You know, I feel like kids and adults who have disabilities and have to grow up through those struggles in life, just thrown to the wayside and sometimes forgotten about, not valued. And so I, I want to someone who can value everyone and, and them, especially them. Everyone needs to be valued and, and shown that they're they're valued and loved. Yeah, I think that's interesting because you know a part of your story is a lot of your friends, including myself, were kind of um, teasing you or maybe criticizing you for leaving that job with AutoZone at first because you had just worked there for a little bit. But had you not taken that job that you have right now, had you not pursued that. You know, I know you were looking at some other career fields. You were thinking about some other things. You may not be pursuing the career that you um, are pursuing. And so, you know, that just is a sign to our listeners that 
those people who um, are scared to take that risk, that are scared to do something that doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's in those moments where you're doing something that doesn't make sense that you learn the most about yourself and you learn the most about what you truly want in life. Because, you know, you saw AutoZone and you said, yeah, this is a cool job, but it, it's not going to get me anywhere. You know, it's not going to yeah. get me uh, to learn about my future. And so you, you took that risk, you know, because you had that job at AutoZone. They were giving you hours. It would have been cool, you know, but you took that risk and you ended up gaining a lot from taking that risk. Yeah, and you know, taking that risk at the time, it it was kind of to me it was uncommon because even though I, was, I took the job and I was working, I wasn't working as much at AutoZone and but in the long term, I knew, you no, know, this is this line up with my life and who I want to be, a positive role model. AutoZone, I'm a, I'm going to interact with people through talking to them about cars and, and telling them their product and what they need. But me talking to someone one-to-one -one basis and sitting there on hour talking about their family, their life, what they want to do, their future, you know, all those things more lines up more into who I want to be and how I want to be, you know? Yeah, man. And so the next question is, what's something that you feel that you're passionate about? Now, I tell a lot of my guests, cool. this, but it could be your work or there's a lot of people who have passions that are outside of their work. And so for you specifically, what is one thing that you feel you're passionate about? That if your friends were to say, yeah, I know Darian, he's passionate about this, it would be that. Uh, to, to sum it all up in one sentence, because I feel like there are multiple areas I can be I'm passionate about, but if you wanted to put it in one singular category, it would definitely be to empower the, the, the youth and the younger generation below us, especially um, those that are minority. Because, you know, coming out of the environment I came out of, I'm just trying to give, give back what's been, what haven't really been shown to me at a young age. I'm trying to do those steps and, and really, you know, mold the younger generation out here you know, uh, speak life into them and give them, let them know that they're powerful, they're, they're strong, they're valued, they have some options in life and that they don't have to just, you know, stay still in the, in the four walls that, the, you know, the environment they live in. They can branch out and, and get out and, and be someone. Yeah, man. And so, you know, I think, and this isn't an exact question that's here on our list, but I think this really helps us frame who you are as a person because you've sure taught me a lot about this, but would you just expand a little bit on what background do you come from? When you say, you know, from the background that I came from, from the struggle that I came from, what background do you come from? The background I come from is, you know, living out of Compton and growing up there. And, uh, growing up there, I would commute to school because my parents knew, all right, 
this wasn't the environment to keep me in, especially to go to school. They wanted to give me opportunity. And, you know, with the resources they had, I used to, I would commute from Compton on the way to Norwalk to go to high school. Um, but that environment I was in, it, it did a, some great thing to me. When a lot of people hear Compton, they think, oh, this kid is bad. This kid doesn't have a lot. This kid, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's not all, that's, not, that's just stereotypical things about someone who grew up in Compton. There's a lot of great things in Compton. Yeah. And with me, yeah, I had some struggles and I did overcome them and I had some lack of resources. But those things made me a better man. It made me a better person. Um, and that's what I'm trying to, to show the younger generation. You know, just because you have lack of resources or something, that doesn't mean you can't grow. A person can always grow and move forward. And, and you know, that environment, speaking on the, the environment I grew up in, uh, you know, I saw some things in life where I'm like, ooh, maybe at my age, I should not see that. <laughs> and I have family members where I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't hang out around that. But um, but to, to keep it truthful, I'm proud of the city I come from. And I'm proud that it made me who I am. Yeah, man, because I feel like, you know, our, our experiences in life often shape how we relate to other people, how we connect with other people, you know. Uh, I've shared with my listeners, I've shared with uh, some people that I struggle with uh, mental health. And you know that I struggle with, you know, depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder. And mm -hmm. I didn't know how to relate to those who were struggling with mental health before I realized that I was struggling with mental health and that mm -hmm. my journey was a mental health struggle. And since I had that journey, since I struggle with mental health, now that changes how I relate to people who struggle with mental health. And so that's what I've always seen in your story, man. I mean, we've done youth ministry together for years and it's like, you always are able to relate to kids in our community. You know, for those of you that don't know, our community is a lower income community where kids, um, are struggling in some of those ways that Darian was struggling growing up. And so you've always been able to relate to people, to students specifically, to youth specifically, because of your story. And so that's, yeah. that's just another sign of like, we get to use our story to impact other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so kind of changing um, the tone a little bit, uh, on a lighter note, um, what's one new thing that you've begun to do since social isolation? Obviously, we're still in quarantine at the recording of this episode, whether some of you guys are out in the streets partying or whatever you're doing, we're still to some extent in quarantine during this coronavirus pandemic. And I know a lot of people are picking up new hobbies, new fun things to do. Is there any hobbies that you're picking up during this time? Uh, I mean, in the in the beginning of quarantine, 
there's one hobby I picked up is I made a, a smoker out of a filing cabinet. And um, that was in, that was back in, I think late March, somewhere in March. And so that's one thing I picked up. I was like, you know, I want to be handy. I want to do something because being stuck in a house, I, I can't do that, which is ironic because I would label myself as an introvert. <laughs> But when I have to be forced to be inside, it's like, oh man, I gotta get out and do something. So that that's one thing I've something new I've done. Um, other new things I, I can't really know. I don't really know if they're new because I'm I've been working a lot with school. You know, I just got back in school, so I, I would say that's a new idea for me. Yeah. And isolation kind of helped. I'm not even gonna lie, isolation and quarantine kind of helped me with school during this time so I can have somewhere to focus and, and know no one's about to be messaging me to tell me to leave. Let uh -huh. me just do my work. And um, so there's that, there's school and, and there's music. I, I've been writing music here and there. Um, and so that, that's something I enjoy is writing music and quarantine and give me the time to to jot some down yeah man i mean obviously i've known you pretty much since you started rapping um <laughs> and performing and writing and you know it's, it's been a few years since you really wrote put something out sought to you know perform places and so uh we miss it <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we miss your music in the world man and it's good to have your music back um, in the world, man. And so, uh, what's, uh, what is one thing that you feel proud of yourself that you've done in your life? One, can I, can I say two things? They got yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Um, one thing I am proud of is that I am back in school. I'm so proud of myself when it comes to that. I took, uh, after high school, I, I ended up going to El Camino and I was very, I would say I was very lackadaisical in those times. You know, I would take one class, two class, three class, drop a class. And so that that went on for a while. Then I was I left and went to LA Harbor and I picked it up a little bit more, a little bit more discipline. Then after that, I took like it was just a whole span of like six years, seven years of like, yeah, I got some credit done, but I ain't get them all done. And so now I end up. I recently end up um, enrolling into El. Cam I mean, not El Camino, Cerritos College, and I'm so I'm proud of myself. I've been getting A's and B's, and really been having that uh, that drive and that will to finish, to keep going hard, even when I don't want to do my homework at time. I do it. the The most interesting thing is the first semester when I was at Cerritos and I took a math class, I was freaking out like, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at math. I can't do this. But that whole semester, I would, I would go to sleep or wake up and be pat like, oh man, I want to do homework. I used to dream about numbers. Like that, that's crazy to me that I would dream about <laughs> numbers and want to do those things. So that's one thing I'm, I'm proud about is, is um, me being back in school, being a, a 28 year old man, a lot of people in my age graduated, a lot of people I went to high school with graduated. But 
for me, it's like the marathon continues. I'm gonna keep going until until I am proud of who I am, what I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm going yeah. I'm not gonna compare myself to those who who I'm on the same um age links with, you know? And uh the other thing I'm proud of is and this dates back to, you know, two thousand nine. Uh, when I became a Christian, um, I had some struggles still in life, and I still do now. But one of my biggest, proudest moments of, you know, for me is, you know, stepping up to my biggest fear, and that was my dad at the time. And and going through that struggle, overcoming it, and that's when I truly embraced, you know, who I was, my identity, and God. And that that was definitely one of my proud moments because that changed a lot of things in my life. Yeah, that power, that power of forgiveness, right? You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's hurt that happened in your life, and it's hard. It's hard to forgive somebody when they hurt, you know, when they hurt you in that way, you know. And yeah. so for you to really say, you know what, I'm gonna work through this. I'm gonna forgive my dad and have have a relationship with him. You know, that, that's a lot of, that's something that a lot of people need to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have that story, man. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people, when they think about forgiveness, they think that you have to be that friend person, uh, be that person friend, or you have to let that person really back in your life. Or, and, you know, one thing that helped me when I you know even, thinking about forgiveness, when you forgiving someone, like, don't, you know, you, you don't have to forget what they did to you and that pain and everything, but just don't act, don't, don't act off of those actions anymore. You just, you know, you don't got to forget the pain and everything that they caused. Just know it is buried under the water and you got to accept it. And once you accept it, you you move forward. And you know, it took it took a, a while for me to actually forgive my dad. I I didn't become a Christian and was like, all right, I forgive you. It took like five six years after, and and still now to this day, you know, I forgive him. I love him, and I know because I was able to forgive him. I know what not to step into and what si- certain situation not to step into so I won't get hurt anymore. Hmm. And so, you know, for uh, one thing I would like to say is forgiving is is not for the other person, but it's for yourself to move forward. Yeah, that's good. Um, What's one thing you look forward to in your future? Uh, to be honest, right now I'm looking forward to holding my bachelor degree, and then looking forward to holding my teaching credential. And uh, those those are something I look forward to. Especially, I look forward to you know being a husband and having kids and a wife that really love me and look up to me. Hmm. You know, being a family man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, dude. It's uh, we've talked about 
this moment for a long time, you know, before, before you even met, you know, your fiance, Nicole, we, we've talked about what our wedding days would look like and what marriage would look like. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, uh, I'm excited for those of you guys that don't know, I'm going to be his best man in his wedding. And so that's an incredible honor in and of itself, you know, but I've just seen, and I'm excited for that, for your future too, you know, because anytime you have a friend that gets married, it's cool to watch what God does uh, in that marriage, what God does, you know, between those two people, when he brings two people together, I believe that something truly special and incredible happens. And so that, I mean, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. Honestly, I'm excited. We've been adjusting through so much through um, COVID and, you know, our venue closing down and finding other vendors. And it got to the point where it's like, all right, we got, we got two more months. And then we can, we can finally take a, take a breather, be married, and and learn more about one another. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean, there, I've I've been to three weddings online during COVID, and so COVID's changed the whole wedding, marriage, you know, start celebration, all of that, man, and so. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to be married soon who are like, forget this, COVID wrecked it. I just want to be married to the person that I'm in love with. And so, you know, probably you're like, yeah, the wedding will be nice. The wedding will be good. But hey, let's just get married. Let's, you know, like, let's, let's stop waiting. Like, you're ready. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. And so if you had to give the younger you, you know, I have a lot of people in, uh, in my network of friends, in my network of family that are young, that are, you know, I have a lot of youth kids that will listen to this podcast. I've talked to a lot that are excited about the podcast. Um, and so if you had to give the younger you, you may be five years ago, you may be in high school, you may be in middle school, just one piece of advice, just one bit of advice, what would you say? One thing I would say back, because, you know, I, I struggle with a lot of just my identity and who I was at a young age, you know, elementary, middle school, high school. One thing I would tell myself is never to look down on myself and to always keep my head up and go forward. Those, those are, I think those, that's something I would tell myself at a younger time, at a younger age. Never look down on who you are and move forward. Keep moving forward, you know? Don't stop. There was a lot of times in my younger life where I looked down on myself because of the people around me, because people gave me an outline of who I should be, what they expected. And I would look down on myself, you know? I would look down on my identity, my appearance. So one thing I would tell my younger self is not to look down on yourself, to keep your head up and move forward. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's important. You know, I, 
I see that evidence in your life, man. Whether it was like high school when we were friends, you taking two to three hours worth of bus rides both ways to go to high school, to play football, you know, you were a football player in high school, uh, to come home, do all your homework, you know, go back, graduate, you know, something that I know about your story is, you know mm -hmm. what, there, there were times where you were scared that you weren't going to be able to graduate from high school just, you know, because of circumstances oh. in your life, man. And so, yeah. you know, you overcame that. And now being a 28-year-old who uh, is going back to school, now you're overcoming another challenge to get that done so that you can pursue your future and pursue your career. And so just being your friend, I've watched that in your life. I've watched where you say, you know what? I know I'm going through this obstacle. I know I'm going through this hard thing, but I'm going to overcome it and I'm going to succeed. And so I just thank you for being that kind of friend in my life to show me, you know, what it looks like to stay, to be perseverant, to show perseverance, man. And so I'm grateful for you and that example that you've shown me in my life. Thank you, man. That's that means a lot. That really does. Thank you. I, I appreciate those words. Cause that that's something that that means a lot to me. I want my life to to basically model God, to model the Bible. I want my life to model great things and um and just like you said, you know, perseverance stood out to you in my life. And so that's an honor. Yeah, man. And so Wrapping up, dude, last question. Uh, thanks for joining us again, man. Uh, if no you had problem. to sum up your life's mission in one sentence. So Darian King is this. Darian King lives this. Darian King pursues this. If you had to sum up your life's mission in one sentence, how would you sum it up? Mm. 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 In one sentence, uh, Darian King is this. Uh, it would go somewhere along the lines of Darian King is a man who is after the, the young generation heart mm. to really know them, not from the inside, but also, in, I mean, not only from the outside, but the inside yeah because it's, it's one thing to know somebody you know to know who somebody is to maybe have a few conversations it's another thing to really know somebody and to get into the inner depths of who they are but yeah. in order to do proper mentorship with anybody younger than you you need to really get into those depths of who a person is and really mm -hmm. help them process some of that stuff yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right, Mr. Darian King. You know, last question, man. I, I said <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, in the introduction, I said you have a song dropping soon. Well, you have a song already on Spotify, Apple Music, all major streaming platforms talking mm -hmm. about, you know, a lot of this stuff that you're passionate about. Um, but you have a song that's coming out. You know, our, our podcast is going to release on October 5th. By this time, will your song be released on all streaming platforms? 
By October 5th, my song will be streamed on all platforms. It will be out October 3rd. Okay. And so, there you go. And so, man, give us just, not give us your song, don't give us your lyrics. <laughs> what is, if you hope for people to get one thing from your song that releases, you know, during this time, what would you hope that they get from this song? Uh, all right. So, uh, and it, it's funny that you act that because, you know, I'm going through a, a partnership with this foundation um, and I'm, and I'm using this song as a, as a campaign and in this partnership. And they asked me the same question, like, what is your song? If you can tell me and describe it. And so if, if you, one thing I want the listener to take from the song would be, there's two roads when you grow up in an environment like mine. There's not just one road in life, there's two roads. And, it, and, it, and it's outlining those two roads. You have one road where you can become that, that kid, that teenager that grow up who feel lonely, who doesn't have no one, who takes that, that uh, belonging feeling they wanna have and end up in the, on the streets. You know, and that, that create a domino effect of you have the streets and then you become more affiliated, you have a gun, and then next thing you know, you want you live a life that is a risk every day. And there's a there's the other road where they're gonna you can grow up in that environment, but you can have a mentor. And that mentor is in the same environment you are in, but they speak truth and life into you. They give you tools to excel in life. And you, you know, that create a domino effect. And so even when I'm telling you this now, I kind of see, man, what role would I be in? And I would say, you know, I veer to the left and I and I cut to the right at a point in time in my life. And so this song, it, it's called it's called better than my job. Hmm. And, and one of the things that says, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta thank God that he opened up my eyes and realized that my work here is better than my job. And that is basically outlining my work as a mentor, as a youth leader. You know, I give props to all the youth leaders out there, the volunteers out there, knowing that their job and what they're doing whether it's paid or not, is better than, you know, that that hourly job or, or career job they doing. They do, you know, it goes, it's further, it goes further, it's more rewarding speaking mm -hmm. into someone's life. So that's what the song is about. Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. Darian, man, it's uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege to be your friend, man. I'm grateful for you. And so, uh, yeah, um, if you uh, are not uh, a subscriber to this podcast, you can subscribe on all platforms. So make sure you subscribe. We're going to be doing an interview and dropping an interview every single Monday. Uh, next Monday, we're going to have Daniel Johnson, who is a um, 
staff member at Ocean Hills Church in Santa Barbara. And so Daniel's going to be a DJ. It feels weird calling him Daniel. His name's DJ. Um, is going to be sharing his story with us. So look out for that. Thanks for listening, my friends. And uh, we'll see you soon. I can't relax. Gotta thank God. I can't sit back, gotta thank God Thank God that he opened up my eyes Realized that my work here better than my job I can't relax, gotta thank God I can't sit back, gotta thank God Thank God that he opened up my eyes Realized that my work here better than my job